0: You're listening to Because We're Dangerous,
1: a Dark Matter podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And I'm Annie. We're talking about episode 10 of Dark Matter. And while we will talk about anything and everything from episode 10, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. First, we'll give our quick
0: reviews. Then we'll talk about notable elements and stuff that made us happy. And we will conclude by discussing the questions we have after watching this week's episode.
2: Now getting started with our quick reviews, Honestly, I feel like I can't give this episode a fair review because I found one so irritating that it overshadows my thinking about this episode as a whole. Like, I when I try to separate out my my rational side from my emotional side, my rational side is kind of like Stephanie. This was this was a perfectly fine episode. There was a decent caper and a cool fight scenes and some nice character moments. But then I just think, oh, one. <laughs> it was a fine episode there was i was happy that two and five got to participate in the mission but i did feel a bit like i had deja vu while watching this episode because i felt like we'd seen several of the elements of this plot line before but all in all it was it was a decent episode i'll say
1: i don't know i feel like i need to watch it again to figure out how i feel about it because i felt like it was another subpar episode uh like stephanie i feel like one storyline is taking over a lot of unnecessary screen time stuff that I just find, uh, kind of irritating about his character. So, but I did like the, the opening sequence had a lot of believable tension and I thought that was well done. Um, uh, I did like the mission the crew was on, uh, that they don't have all the pieces and yay, five gets to play a crucial role and two gets to go out there with her. So, and I like the fight scene at the end with two and four kicking butt.
0: And doubly androids. <laughs> In that respect, it's a little surprising.
2: Annie's not giving it a more positive review. I know. You'd think <laughs> it'd be like awesome episode twice the Zoe Palmer.
1: It, well, twice the Zoe Palmer, but we also need like four times the screen time for her. So fair enough. That, that is a good point. Yes, I thought this
0: was a pretty decent episode overall. But but generally speaking, I love a caper storyline. So that's you know that's right up my alley. We finally got one of the things that we've been wanting to see, which is five on a mission. So that was great. And she had her little goggles, which also great. She was
2: awesome. Yay. Five was the MVP of this episode for me. And, you know,
0: if they were going to have Wexler be so, so gross, so gross. So gross. I am glad that two reacted appropriately. Although I wanted (laughs) her to hit him again. Just hit him again.
2: That was very satisfying, though, because they had that scene where they were talking in the mess hall where she was telling him not to drink, and then she leaves. And at the end of that scene, I tweeted, like, oh, just hit him already, too. And then minutes later, she was.
1: <laughs> and he <laughs> deserved it. kick him in the ding-dongs. <laughs>
0: except except again, and harder, probably, because uh, only one of them
1: badly bruised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
2: wish she'd gotten both of them.
1: <laughs> uh, she might next time.
2: So we got a couple of comments on Twitter about this episode. Denise, who is at nvghost 5 said she thought it was the best episode of Dark Matter yet. And then Nathan Wood, who is at WoodWin, W-O-O-D-W-N, said, Dark Matter is an interesting concept developed into Sci-Fi Friday Gold. This episode adds love-to-hate rivals to the universe. So let's talk about those love-to-hate rivals. For all of the preparation that they were supposed to have been doing, I feel like they would have failed spectacularly getting that thing out of there if it weren't for the raza crew exactly
0: yeah for all the preparation that they claim to have done they were pretty useless
2: it bugged me that those incest twins i have no idea yeah incest twins they might not be they're not gonna tell you they're not gonna tell you they don't like to be defined by labels they're post 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 postmodern. and are they the jamie
1: and cersei of this uh Of this world. That might be what they were going for now that you mention it. Exactly. I don't understand that reference.
2: (laughs) Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm guessing that's Lena Headey's character? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes! Point for Stephanie. (laughs) But those two, it bugged me that when there was that big fight scene with, like, two and four taking on all the guards, it was just the two of them ganging up on one person. Two is, like, attacking four or five different people. Four is killing everybody. Slicing and and
1: dicing, yeah. (laughs) And those two were
2: just beating up on one guy.
1: That's what they do, apparently. Apparently. I guess so. And then they overdo it until one tells them or two tells them to stop in the earlier scene. And I'm like, what are you guys here? Except to pointedly hit the return button on the keyboard, you know, to deactivate t- the alarm system or whatever.
2: And while I did think that there are the elements of the caper I found pretty fun, it did have a bit of a three stooges element to it when they were poking their heads around that doorway <laughs> and talking really loudly when there were people <laughs> at the end of the hall. <laughs> And then
1: there's a big, long fight scene with the, I like this term, the mandroid. And I'm like, uh, isn't time ticking down? You know how time always seems to move a little slower in TV shows? Like, we're still having this big, really long fight, but we've only got 10 seconds left. Well, because that's why. they Time
0: slows down when there's an elaborate yes. fight scene with good choreography and whatever.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, though, we'd we'd see people conk their heads together. That would have really... Shot this episode over the top for me.
0: (laughs) Three and three's head and one's head.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know you'd want that, Stephanie. (laughs) If if two and and had just like conked their heads together, that would have been. It would have been so
0: satisfying. Mm
2: -hmm. It would have. It would have. No, I like three in this episode. I should say six
0: should get an opportunity to do that too. Oh, there we go.
2: There we go. There wasn't a whole lot of six in this in this episode. I I remember they mentioned before it began airing that Roger Cross was dealing with scheduling. Shooting two TV shows at the same time, so this must have been one of his weeks where it's like I can't be at the dark matter set all that often. I'm going to stay on the shuttle. I think somebody <laughs> did tell us that it was Continuum that he was shooting at the same time as this. So right, but I missed six. I was like, oh, they could use some six common sense here. I feel like yep. mm-hmm. that was my thought
0: too. Right, there was the the whole discussion and you know about whether or not they should take the mission, and like two and six were the ones who expressed reservations about it. I'm like These are the two most pragmatic people on the ship. Are saying no to this it's a
1: bad idea you idiots Maybe it's not good yeah
2: Yeah, but I thought that there was a decent jumping off point for this particular caper because they were, I think, put in a realistically difficult position, right? They could either take on this mission with sketchy collaborators and little information about what they were actually stealing, or they would lose their good relationship with a large corporation that can protect them. That was, I think, a pretty good between a rock and a hard place position to put them in. Right.
0: I do agree Mm -hmm. with that. I mean, I, I
2: understand where
0: they're both coming from, but again, just like, if the most reasonable, rational, pragmatic people on the ship <laughs> ha- are a little concerned about it, I wouldn't jump into it so
1: quickly, you know? Well, and and my question is, okay, this is biased, but how come the android is never included in these conversations? Reasonable, pragmatic, logical, even with her newly found emotions, you know, I would think she would provide valuable information or intel or an opinion.
2: Because they don't think of her as a crew member. Tear.
1: <sighs> Annie thinks of her as a crew member.
2: I know you do. But I know you do. You're not part of the roster. Annie crew. thinks of
1: her as a lot more than a crew member. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. This just got weird. <laughs> okay, sorry.
2: So one, three, four, and 6, they have this little meeting, this, like, no-girls-allowed meeting that really rubbed me the wrong way. I saw them talking about, you know, should we take on this mission or not? And I keep thinking, like, where's 2? Where's 5? Where's the android? And if you step back and you think, okay, fine, they don't treat the android like a crew member exactly and five it's that's the tension in her plot line right now fine but i was glad that they actually in this episode explored that this idea that five is on the ship but they haven't really been treating her like an equal and i'm hoping that once since she's been so useful for this mission that maybe she'll gain some more footing in the crew
1: yeah me
0: too let's hope so because those those boys and their condescension is rubbing me the wrong way too Mm mm-hmm
2: I think it also rubbed me the wrong way because I felt like one had a good argument for two, saying that, hey, you know, we've got enemies coming at us that we don't even know about. And the the Mikkei Corporation, they they will protect us. That's an important relationship to keep. I think that's a perfectly reasonable argument. So I, I just I wish that instead of having that weird scene with just the guys that they had had a scene with, like, everybody, with people presenting their different arguments and voting. It, was that designed
0: to make us dislike one more? <laughs> 'Cause that's the only reason I can think of to have them do it that way.
2: I don't know. Was he just being a wimp? Was was that it? Is he just being a wimp?
0: Yeah. That kind of is the feeling that it that it gave, yeah.
2: We also got some feedback from Erin via email about this scene, and she says, I didn't like the guys-only discussion scene. I get not including two, but five should have been there as a member of the team. True, five probably would have sided with two, but you could still do the storyline because it would be two votes to three votes with one's side winning, but at least a realistic depiction of the crew would be represented instead of just the guys seemingly making decisions.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like we said, either, you know, have at least have five included on that first scene or have it be where you have everybody there. I, yeah, I, we just, I don't understand why they chose to go that route with just the male characters in that scene.
0: It was very, um, oh, what was the, oh, our gang, right? With the no girls allowed. Yes, Exactly.
1: Well, because as you say, it's like, had they all been together and presented their case to two, she's very pragmatic, okay, she would maybe reluctantly agree, okay, it's majority rules, we'll do it, but, you know, and then they can all present their arguments of, but we should do this, this, and this, and be cautious, or, you know, something. Yeah. Communication, honesty, as two keeps, you know, promoting. It's like, and and one, you agree with her, but, you know, you're still gonna have this secretive meeting? I don't get it.
2: Though at the point, cause at that point they didn't know about this second really sketchy team. At the point where they came to that meeting and there were these other people there, I would have been like, nope, back off. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I did think about the fact that getting involved with other nefarious types really does put them at risk because they do have these big bounties on their head. I kind of saw that coming that maybe this other team would think, ooh, here's a payday. Yeah. They didn't take that into account. And yet, at the same time, they were almost
1: blown up at the beginning of the episode when their ship is disabled. So it is a rock and a hard place, yeah. but I did, th- I did like too for being, she pulled the, uh, what is it? The hunt for red October trick. You know, when the submarine goes forward she played and disarms. Chicken. Yeah, she played chicken, which was pretty awesome. And of course, the android being an android is so calm about it.
0: But you notice serious android, like she seemed different than she had been in past episodes.
2: She did. Her voice got lower. She was much more focused and serious. She was different Mm -hmm. in that skirmish between them and Ferris Corp than she has been previously. I will have to watch that again. She was
0: more like the projection version of herself. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that's what it is, if she's making some sort of conscious decision to act more like she was programmed to act after being confronted with this information that she's different.
2: Speaking of the android, we had that Reveal that there are double androids happening, at least in the androids' mine right now. I, I didn't quite get... I've watched that scene twice now, and I still don't quite understand what the second android is doing. Is it scanning the android for malfunctioning? Is it like
1: a sounding board so the android can have someone to talk to that is like a reflection of her original programming? That's the impression that i got i think that was sort of
0: what it was i think the android was concerned that she couldn't be objective, objective. about herself and so mm-hmm. decided to create this other version of what she's supposed to be and told that version to keep an eye on her i guess was what it
1: was right
2: hmm. yeah okay i'll have to see it in action i think i'm still a little fuzzy on how it's going to function yeah i don't know the redroid
1: yeah, red droid. I kept thinking red shirt, but, um, I like blue better just as a color on the droid, on the android.
2: Yeah. Except, okay. uh, although I
1: found it, I find it, well, I don't know. I found it an interesting contrast, though, at seeing the red droid versus our android because our android seems to have developed emotions now. And the red droid is just very straightforward and kind of like an android, I guess, is supposed to normally function. Well, cause factory settings. Yeah, factory settings. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of mean. But, you know, it's like that old uh, commercial for doublement. Double the android, double the fun. So that was me anyway.
2: Speaking of the android doubles, I, because I, I do this in their scenes when there are doubles, because, I don't know, I just do. But I was looking at the the back of Zoe Palmer's double, acting double, and... It was interesting to me because when it was on the blue side, I was like, oh, that's clearly not Zoe Palmer. That's not the way that she has a longer neck. Her head is shaped kind of differently. And But then when they were on the red side, I'm like, oh, that's convincing. But usually they use the same person for both sides. So I found it interesting that on one side, I was way more convinced that that could have been the android than the other.
1: Wow. I think, Stephanie, you actually watch that scene closer than <laughs> I did. Maybe because I don't look at the devils. I just look at <laughs> Zoe Palmer.
2: Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought it was interesting in the one scene where they were face-to-face with each other. The way the scene was lit, the red droid's face was in in full light, whereas our android, her face was in shadow.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm wondering if Five kind of suspects something, or, because she came in when she's like, who are you talking to? So I wonder if Five suspects, oh boy, is our android malfunctioning again?
0: Don't know. Five has been pretty uh, compassionate towards mm-hmm. the android, though.
2: And now it's time for the Ye Report, in which I like to pretend that 3 has a crush on 1 just for my own amusement. Now 3. 3, I know you're upset that 1 and 2 seem to be having a thing, but there is no need to be so passive-aggressive and sexist about it. I know, I know. You think you're offering him a better relationship. A relationship in which he doesn't have to be afraid of his partner. But there is no shame for men to be submissive to their female partner. Some men, just like some women, prefer that role in a relationship. So I know you you want this man, but uh, you're being a little you're being a little aggressive about it. You need to you need to back off. Huh? <laughs>
1: Wow, that was just complex <laughs> and full of emotion and I'm trying to get my head wrapped around it.
2: Well, I was speaking specifically of that scene where the, the new girls allowed meeting. It's interesting oh, to me yeah, yeah. that like three keep is the one who keeps bringing up the, you know, you and, and two and your girlfriend. He seems, he, I just to me, to me, he seems a little upset about it. He's
1: just wounded inside Stephanie. I you know. know. It's I how know. he's expressing it.
2: He's lashing out, but really, he doesn't have to do it like that. It, it, and that really is never successful, right? When you try to <laughs> badmouth somebody's no. current partner to get with them. No, it never turns out well. They just end up disliking you. So I'm just, I'm trying to tell three, this is not a good strategy.
1: <laughs> you thought about this too much. <laughs> but I love that you thought about it too much.
2: But I did see some movement <laughs> uh, on one's God. behalf toward three, perhaps, in this episode. He described one and three as hardly friends. Hardly friends.
1: And I am face I am literally
0: face-palming and shaking my head right now.
2: <laughs> I know you can't see me, but I am. And did you also notice that one wanted three to catch him when the android was about to throw him during the fight? And three did try. He didn't succeed all that well. Oh yes, that
1: during a fight scene, <laughs> catch me? What the... Were they reenacting Dirty
0: Dancing? Was that what was happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've had the time of my life. (laughs) No, it all to you. (laughs) We failed on the lift in the first try, but we'll get it in the final dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, now I have this vision of one like tenderly administering to three's bruises because he got pretty beat up again. So, you know, after this whole crisis is over, one will take care of three.
0: And now Stephanie's picturing yes, it, Stephanie, too, and she now likes it. you got me
1: doing the Ho-Yay oh, yeah, report. Yes!
2: <laughs> so moving into stuff that make us, makes us happy, because clearly, pretending that three has a crush on one makes me happy.
1: <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Listening to Stephanie do it. Oh, God. Listening to Stephanie talk about it makes me happy.
2: <laughs> Annie, you're not supposed to mention that other thing. <laughs> Sorry. Hardly. <laughs> i slip. Moving into stuff that made us happy. I sat down to like, you know, make my notes and write down stuff that made us happy. And the first like six things I listed were all about five. So clearly five just generally made me very happy in this episode. Cause like I said, I love that she got to go on the mission and that she got to be useful and like three appreciated her. And I just thought five was great here.
1: Me too. And she got to not only wear her goggles, but she needed them. She got to use them.
0: Yep. And being all smart with using the, the
2: android as a power source. The mandroid, yep. pardon me. Yeah, she both saved them from the android and used him to open the door. Smart, smart girl. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Although it was interesting. I found that Three was being, I don't know if it's like his gruff Three way of showing affection, but, you know, when uh, Five was detailing her plan to use the android's power source and the guy asked Three, you know what she's saying? She goes, ah, I stopped listening a long time ago. And I'm like, is he being condescending or saying a compliment? But then he really does genuinely appreciate that she's on the mission and said, you know, she'll think of something. I felt he was going a little back and forth between being his usual gruff three condescending thing and, and actually really giving her credit and appreciating
0: her. Or is it an, an acknowledgement that she is talking way over his head?
2: I thought it was more of that. Yeah, but I, I, I see where Annie is coming from though. The first time I heard it, I it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, like, hey, three, you know, five. I thought five you guys are getting us? along. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And there was like a couple other points before Five was on the mission where he kinda of said stuff like that. And I was like, hey, hey, three, I thought you guys were buddies. But then, you know, at, by the end I was like, No, I think he really he really does. I thought like it her. was
2: cute though when he described her as the mascot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and tousling her hair at the end. Yeah. Trying oh, to I feed I her
2: booze. That moment that moment between like three and six and five when he was trying to give her whiskey it was oh it's so great so i know great. it's
1: like she deserves it did she get whiskey or did six just totally block it
2: <laughs> i don't think she did sadly no. she, could have, had a sip. she <laughs> exactly. could have had a sip exactly
1: it's it's not like she's 13 she's like
0: 20
2: something the actress
0: is 20 i don't think i don't think that five is supposed to be quite that old
2: But I Uh, liked that moment in the episode where they asked, you know, how old are you? I have no idea. And then she covered by saying, oh, I was an orphan. They lost the records. I think it's probably a nod to the fact that they aged the character from comic book to TV show. So I liked that line a lot, actually.
0: She genuinely doesn't know, too. Exactly. mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. You know. Which is convenient because the show can kind of fudge how old she's
0: supposed to be. Well, but I mean, she, she is like... TV 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like any 1615 any yeah. high school show you ever watch the freshmen or the 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 sophomores rather they always started sophomores and they're always like 22.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's true.
0: The actors I mean.
2: I also liked the scene between Five and Two when Two had to come to Five with, like, her tail between her legs being, we need your help. And Five was <laughs> giving her a hard time about it. Five was and just, like, milking it I'll for all it. it was worth. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But then when she said she'd do it and she give that big smile to, to Two. I, I just, know. I she thought Aww. it was great. Finally, a mission. She's so cute. I know. But I, just, I really liked the dynamic between Five and Three in this episode as well, where she had to correcting him about it being an android. So I like that we're seeing development of other relationships between crew members. Yes. Wasn't
1: that in the middle of the fight? Yes. <laughs> yeah, which was hilarious.
2: Both before the fight and in the middle of the fight.
1: <laughs> Four three, always getting slammed to, by an android.
2: Androids love throwing that dude into walls. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him, but they just love it.
1: I feel like there's a joke to be made here, but I can't quite figure out what it is. Although I did love, I think it was in, when we tweeted something similar, Oh, three just gets thrown into walls by androids all the time, you know, poor guy. And oh, Anthony Lemke replied and said,
2: "Robot." Robot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just can't change Anthony his mind.
2: And then I also really liked the scene between five, six, and two, where two was saying, "You know, I don't really like this, but she's a part of our crew. We need to kind of get used to this." Mm-hmm. But don't
0: we always love scenes with some combination of
1: of those?
2: characters mm-hmm. it's true we're very biased toward those so characters.
1: biased but we own it No, we own our bias i love how six was slight you know slightly threatening towards two he's like nothing better happened to her otherwise i get the feeling six was going to come after two if anything did
0: but i mean what we've seen though is if anything were to almost happen to five two would go into super protective mode yeah yeah
2: it was also great to see two Get to have more of a role in this episode, even though a lot of it was her being sexually harassed by a gross dude, but she got to punch him, and he totally...
0: Deserved it.
2: Thank you, Chris.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs)
2: Bruise that testicle, girl. (laughs) Go for
1: the other one next time.
2: Dude needs a good junk punch, am I right? (laughs) Yep,
1: Yep. and he got one. And I love how uh, the android just read off his injuries, so, you know, very android-like, which made me laugh. And a badly bruised, I don't know if it was left or right testicle.
2: Yeah, apparently that actor, who I believe is named Ennis Esmer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, one of the 25 Canadian actors.
2: <laughs> he, and I think he said on Twitter that he, like, he had taken an acting class at one point with Zoe Palmer. And last night she stabbed him in the butt with a needle. And so <laughs> commented saying, that's what you call coming full circle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. When I think Ennis Esmer and Anthony Lemke were on The Listener together, right? Yes. Mm. Yes.
2: And Annie mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I did really like how calmly Two handled that situation at the beginning of the episode with disarming the nuclear weapon, and 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 I liked that even though One was like ordering the robot to do something, she didn't actually do anything until Two was like, "Okay, do it." I like it when Two gets to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she should be. That's a very
1: good point. She didn't. The android didn't do anything until Two told her.
2: And again, this is our bias showing through, but I I did do a little fist pump when two told one that they might need to rethink their sleeping together. And I was like, yes, yes, you do need to rethink that situation, too.
1: <laughs> uh, you weren't the only one. I was like, you need to think your entire relationship with one. We do not care for one.
2: <laughs> well, especially one and two together. She can do better. So much yes. better. Plus, I just don't really want to see romantic relationships between the crew members. But but what about three and one, Stephanie? Well, that's just in my head. They can do whatever they want in my Oh, head. <laughs> I see how it is.
0: I see the differentiation now.
2: Thank you. Well, if
1: uh, Stephanie has a relationship in her head about one and three, I just have a relationship in my head about android and me, because it's just me. <laughs> Everybody know, knows that, Annie. <laughs> it's any droid. I have to end on a happier note because, you know, there's multiple androids running around, so I definitely get one now.
0: <laughs> if you had to choose, would you take red droid
1: or... or- Blue one, clearly. Blue one. She likes the color better, Chris, remember? <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's the color right. is better. And she's nicer than Red Droid.
2: I wonder if Zoe Palmer came in and saw like that second costume piece was like, oh man, another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Another one that I have to take completely off to go to the bathroom? Can't you guys put me in a
2: two-piece? Exactly. It's like, I get a costume change, but it's another one that I have to take off completely to use the uh, restroom. <sighs> well, then you just go to Seriously, the restroom guys? during the
0: costume change, see? It's true. If you're taking it off anyway.
2: But sometimes you can't time it, Chris. I know, Sometimes it just happens. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, is that how that works? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I realize it just made it sound like Zoe Palmer regularly wets herself. Oh, jeez. I just mean, sometimes you can't plan when you go to the bathroom. Sometimes you just gotta go when you gotta go. I think most people
1: assumed that's what you meant.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I apologize, Zoe Palmer. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: better.
0: So we have some questions left over from this episode or or caused by this episode, as is the case with this. How did two know that it was a subatomic research facility or whatever? You know, does that somehow relate to her super fast healing abilities, or is it some sort of, you know, tangential knowledge? What's what's the deal? What is two's deal in general, right?
1: Yeah, what is a subatomic research facility? And I noticed that the key they were using to get in, I don't know, maybe it was just me, looked very similar to the chip that uh, Five found.
2: It did. Mm-hmm. The, I had yeah. the same thought.
1: Wasn't that to do with subatomic travel or something? I can't remember what the Android was. Uh, pockets
0: said. of interdimensional
2: space, right? Thank yes. you, Chris.
1: Which, I don't know if that has anything to do with subatomic research facility, but it could.
2: Yeah, my mind jumped to her feel- her fast healing abilities just because subatomic, you know, getting at atoms in some way and maybe rearranging them and then like maybe it has to do with why she can heal, but maybe it's completely unrelated. And
1: my question If the android can act as a lie detector and know from microexpressions what people are thinking, why can't she tell when other people and androids are being deceptive, especially when they're walking up to her and saying hello and have their hand behind their back, obviously holding a weapon that they're about to shoot her or, you know, shock her. It's like, hello, android, you have to write a better subroutine in there. The android needs a bodyguard. I volunteer as tribute.
2: Yeah, I can understand why she didn't sense anything from Wendy, because Wendy was another android. She doesn't have the same physiological responses as humans do, but she should have been able to tell that that guy was lying, right?
0: Well, the time they showed her acting as a lie detector, she was closer to the people she was detecting lies from. Because I think she does have a line in there, 2-5, about being sort of within range or something, right? Mm, I know, I don't but remember. android,
1: you've been burned once before. You have to be careful around these new people. Stop shooting and torching Zobot, people! I mean, I did think it was
0: odd that she didn't suspect anything from that guy, Mm because he had both of his arms behind his back,
1: you know. And that nasty toothpick, and he just looks (laughs) just gross and- But toothpicks don't inherently mean anything. Any. I know, but it's
2: just- uh, I also had trouble believing that two would let her crew get so chummy with the other people- after she saw how violent the incest twins were on that guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I would have expected to to be a bit more wary mm-hmm. of the other team, you
0: mm-hmm. know? But is two now wary of her own crew, since they are having secret meetings behind her
1: back? Mm, maybe. Could be. Incest twins. Sorry, that just makes me giggle every time you say like that. Like the Lannisters. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. The ending, when... Two wakes up and is in the airlock and then gets shot out of the airlock. To me, that didn't really hold any dramatic tension because I'm like, oh, it's a cliffhanger and oh, they've got next week. But beyond that, I think the whole storyline with we don't know what's up with Two and there's hints that her healing abilities has been stretched out for several episodes that I'm like, oh, of course she's going to heal.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely was not worried about 2 going out the airlock because I thought, oh, thank goodness she has super healing abilities. I'm hoping, though, it might potentially be a vehicle to reveal more about two's backstory, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got enough stuff that needs to go on next week with taking the ship back from the other crew that maybe there won't be time, but I'm hoping it'll be a vehicle to talk more about two's backstory.
1: And we still haven't found out what's actually in the case that they stole and what does that have to do with subatomic research or, you know, something to do with two being able to survive getting sucked out of an airlock? I don't know. But yeah, I just that ending held no tension for me as opposed to the beginning, which held some tension and I thought was really well done.
2: I think the tension will be more in the fact that the rest of the crew doesn't know that she's probably going to be okay.
1: Yeah. But right. for
2: us as as viewers, we're like, oh, thank goodness she has super healing powers.
1: Exactly. I thought that that just lessened the impact of the episode at the end. But, you know, just if the secret's about to, if it had been written a little tighter, and if we hadn't had this whole thing about her super healing abilities or or suspected it, if that had been only stretched out over the last episode or so, instead of like four or five, it the ending would have had a greater impact on the audience, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, as soon as she woke up and we saw that she was in the airlock, it's like, oh... She's going to get sucked out into space and will be okay because she has some Mm -hmm. sort of weird healing ability. Like, obviously, that's what's going to happen. Although, the one interesting thing, it was three who cracked first.
2: I thought it was one. No, he was about to say it, and then three did. But
1: I like how it was not because they threatened two, but because of five. Which might be kind of go, oh, they really, you know, all want to protect five.
0: But I think it was in part because they were threatening to shoot threatening too. Yeah.
2: Anthony Lemke says otherwise on Twitter, but he could just be putting up a tough guy front. Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> what did you say?
2: Well, I saw like, an exchange between him and Melissa O'Neill saying, you know, it wasn't because of two, it was because of five. <laughs> <laughs> My inflection. <laughs> yeah. I am wondering, as far as next episode goes, you know, how is two going to make it back to the ship? Because I'm pretty sure she's going to be okay. But how is she going to make it back to the ship? And if she does... She's been keeping the fact that she's been, she has this super healing ability secret from the rest of the crew. How is she going to explain? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just fine. It was a flesh wound, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's a mere flesh wound.
1: Well. I think it's kind of like one situation where he isn't revealing it until he has to, or it just came up. And that has, I think, not so good repercussions again, because the crew doesn't trust each other again. So I think there's that could be potential good traumatic tension, but they have to get out of this situation first. So I'm kind of looking forward to battles between the crews, the two crews in the next episode, as to how they get out of the situation. <sighs> Somebody get the android going on the healing nanites again.
2: I'm wondering, though, your comment about the Android reminded me of a conversation that I had with Denise, who is nvghost005 on Twitter. And we were talking about the Android and the fact that in the first episode, you know, two strips away all of her security protocols – uh, which makes the android kind of a sitting duck. She's not and def- she's not a defense mechanism the way that she was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And since we're seeing that she is evolving a- from her programming, she does things that androids. She's different. She's a different android. I'm wondering if this might be a vehicle for her to suddenly have defensive abilities where she shouldn't technically have them. It, you know, if like she'll her nanites will heal her and she'll come back online and she will actually be able to execute defensive protocols even though she shouldn't be able to security protocols mm, excuse mm-hmm. me well yeah because
1: i'm wondering if she's developing feelings but is she developing them towards the crew and will repair herself and be able to defend this crew that she has developed feelings for right that'd be um really interesting because hopefully what gross guy did to The android is less damaging than getting shot in the chest three times by Wendy. So maybe the nanites Mm -hmm. can repair her quicker and she can jump into action, because I really, really want another android fight. Me too. She can bruise the other testicle. (laughs)
2: We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Send us your feedback to darkmatter at askgenretv.com. Leave a message on our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Or you can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. We live
1: tweet on Fridays during both the East and West Coast airings of Dark Matter in the U.S. and Canada. Follow us on Twitter at Dark Pod to join in. We're also on Tumblr as Dark Matter Pod, And we are in favor of junk punching. Because we're dangerous.
0: Thanks for listening.